The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. From the heart of Broadway and historic downtown Cape Girardeau, this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted. It's Wednesday, August 17th, 2022, and this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted on the Podzilla 1985 Network. My name is Shannon Young. I'm going to be your host today. I am the CCW guy. With me, of course, we have the original GM of CCW, the host of the Inquest, the, hold on, I got more, uh, starring in At The Door, coming soon to a podcast near you, the uh there's so many things he is he is such a man and that is double h oh five star man but you know (laughs) i do what i can i'm gonna be honest i drank a glass of whiskey before i came in here because i thought you know i don't feel good and whiskey burns the impurities out of you but i haven't that works but i know it is doctors told me but i haven't Mm -hmm. eaten anything so i think the impurities got me Uh uh-huh you know this is an ongoing issue for you. <laughs> oh, these goddamn impurities. I don't know what to do about it. Also, them. which doctor are you seeing? Mantis Toboggan? Because that guy's a quack. You need to... <laughs> keeps well, running in with those pistols. <laughs> I used to go to Dr. Acula, but that guy, ooh. No, don't... <laughs> Miss Hedberg said, don't go see Dr. Acula. <laughs> he just wants to draw blood all the time. I don't get it. I'm like, that's not even why I'm here, dude. Um, this is going to be another short episode of I PW. stickers all the time, dude. <laughs> we don't really have anything to talk about other than that WWE is good right now. And boy, Tony Khan is yeah, spinning I mean, in his grave. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of like little pieces of news and stuff here and there. We were just talking about this before we started, but, but there's just not a ton of, of like real standout stuff for this right. week. We, we talked last week. About the ongoing McMahon, you know, saga of where'd the money go, uh, and more and more keeps coming out about where the money went. But it's it's just, I mean, he's out. Like he's it's out. it's hard to it's hard to be focused on it, knowing good and well that he deserves more than just losing his company. Like, yes. probably deserves some jail time. Definitely deserves the public scrutiny. Um, public condemnation. He deserves for but sure. It's, I mean, you know, cards on the table, it's that thing of we got what we wanted. And so a lot of us are are just admittedly less invested. I, I certainly want to see, you know, again, him get his, his full due process and his, you know, the, the scrutiny that he deserves. But it's just we got what we were after. He's yeah. out of the company. Things Shockingly. are getting better. Shockingly. So, yeah. Yeah. But we will talk yeah, about that things. never happens. <laughs> we're going to talk about the things that got better. You know, they mentioned a couple of things, just some positive stuff. You know, we're not very positive sure. on the show. But we have positive things to talk about. But yeah. before we do, um, we have some oh, negative yes. because Hunter, as you know, every week, right. we start the show off as the opposite of nerdiest part of the ring, our good friends Asa Gray and Dalton Anthony that do a fantastic wrestling show. They start every show off by bringing in the power of positivity. And we yes. are the opposite of that. We bring the darkness to the light. <laughs> Sorry. It's a little dramatic. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> this week, my my thing I hate in wrestling the most, and this is actually old. This is really old, but I just found out about it, and I hate it, and I question the thought process that went behind it. I was browsing Reddit 
which if you're unfamiliar uh-huh. with is a, uh, a community-based platform where people uh-huh. share ideas. And right. I saw that someone posted a video clip of AEW commentator Excalibur and current Ooh. WWE superstar Kevin Owens, then known as Kevin Steen, uh-huh. at, a sh- at a show where they're wrestling against what it looks like it was El Generico and the Human Tornado. And yeah. to get heat... I guess of Excalibur yeah. and Kevin Owens both called the human tornado who is black the N word. In I, the in fact, Kevin Owens literally said, "Does that word offend you?" Pause. Pause. N word. Yeah, I don't now. I hate it, and I don't get it. I was gonna say I don't want to start immediately jumping to defenses here because that that makes it sound like I'm defending it. I'm not. Uh, for some important context, though, yes, the, the, the context, word yeah. was that it was Human Tornado's idea. To get heat, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so he, he was the one who said, you guys should do this. Now, importantly, here's where the two of them should have gone, no, <laughs> no. we should not. <laughs> and we will not. <laughs> Moving on. Hunter, let me ask you a question. Um, um, yeah. As as the original general manager of Cave Championship Wrestling, if Hollis Jarrell yeah. had come to you and said, "Hey, brother, to get some extra heat on this match, I want you to go out there and call me the N word," would you have gone? The good idea, Hollis. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. And and it, it could have it could have been literally anyone in that locker room. But yeah, no, not a not a chance. No chance. In any way, no shape, or hell. form, yeah. ever, anywhere. No. Right. <laughs> I'm starting to sound like Michael Scott when he does this, you know, no. don't ever, for any reason, <laughs> do anything to, no, just, no. Why? Yeah. Of I, all the things. I mean, I, okay, I was about to say I get it. I don't get it. No. Um, what, I, what I do get is that Kevin Owens and Excalibur, too, to a certain degree, when they were, when they were on the Indies, were those guys who would literally do anything to get a crowd riled up. And you and I know people like this. Yes. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say specifically who they are, but we know people who will do anything to get a crowd riled up. I would hope that this would not be, and, and I, did they say when this clip was from? I don't remember. It was, top of my head. I mean, it was early on in their career. Cause you could see how young Kevin right. Owens looked. And like, I have no doubt that they were, So you're talking it. like mid two thousands, early to mid two thousands. Yeah, for sure. Right. Not that it was ever. Okay. But I'm right. just, I'm trying to put some time frame uh, on it. Um, I would hope that we're far enough along now. We should have been then, but that anyone in their right mind now would go, this is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Race baiting and racism are not, angles that i particularly look forward to um no i remember you know it, it reminds me of and they never went this far with it but do you remember in the old wwf when Shawn michaels was feuding with bret hart and they ran afoul of the nation of domination and there was this big thing yeah it was super racist and Shawn michaels said that brett said the n-word and even then you know young shannon young thought this is too much that's too much like yeah. i i don't think this is funny it's not intriguing um, can racism be done in, re- in a wrestling storyline in a respectful and intelligent way? No. Um, no. <laughs> you no, know, moving on. Yeah. It, you no, know, it can't. We talked about this before it's with just... uh, with cancer. We talked about cancer once. Can you do mm-hmm. a cancer storyline in WWE intelligently and, and you know uh, in an adult mature fashion? And I think Asa and Dalton were both like, no, that's not an angle I want to see in wrestling. And my argument was, yeah. no, you know, wrestling is storytelling. And I think anything could be a good story. Um, 
but maybe I've changed my mind because I don't think racism is a storyline that needs to be in wrestling. Neither is rape, neither is incest, neither is, yeah. you know, any number of things that you could make a movie about. Sure. But wrestling is not a movie. Wrestling is still some sort or some sort of sports entertainment, even if it is wrestling. So I, I feel like those two guys, Excalibur and Kevin Owens probably wish this clip would go away. And, you know, we all said stupid things when we were younger. The problem is they did it when somebody was recording. Um right. It, it's shameful and I just hate it. I just hate it. I wish it never happened. I wish I didn't see it. It reminds me of when AJ Styles, you know, they were doing that interview and someone called in and talked about how popular he was with the gay community and his response was, <laughs> <laughs> the gay community? He just sort of shouted it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's shameful. Um, it's shameful. It's it's bad news. And yeah. and again, you know, like you said, this this is it's unfortunate that these guys um, and also then went through this like, in a way that's never going to go away. No, it's always um, out there forever, and they did. It although some indies. people would say, no, it, it should be out there forever. And I, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that just people do, like you said, a lot of stupid things. Right. It's, and it's, it's not. I'm like, not defending it, but it, it just. It, it's not like Kevin Owens did it, you know, as a shoot. He didn't do it as in, oh, human tornado right. doesn't know this is coming. Uh, he did it with the blessing of human tornado. In fact, it was his idea, apparently. Um, and when you're young, you're trying to get over, you're trying to get heat, and your friend says, hey, this is okay, go ahead and do it. You're young and stupid, you say stupid things. Um, sure. It's it's shameful, but I kind of feel bad for them, and I don't want anybody to get canceled over this. But just the fact that it exists, I wish didn't happen. But then you compare that to you know 60-plus-year-old Vince McMahon going on TV and saying the N-word to John Cena when Booker T's standing right there because they thought it would be funny. To me, that is way worse than this because that is – Mr. McMahon thinking this is a good idea as an, a grown fucking man who's on national television and he thinks it would be funny to say the N-word in front of a black wrestler. That, to me, is worse and is part of the reason why I and you both, I think I can speak for you in this, are glad that that son of a bitch is gone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's among a litany of other <laughs> things. Right. That definitely is... is uh, And, like, I think we... we sometimes gloss over the other stuff because there were a lot of little micro things too. I mean, he had a lot of control over storylines that were in similar vibes. You remember when he won the, the ECW title and then inexplicably started wearing a do rag all yeah. the time. Yeah. I for some reason. That. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could forget about it. I don't want that image in my head anymore. Um, that whole thing. The only good thing that came out of that in the end was when, uh, Matt Cardona started doing all the like WWE related stuff on the Indies, and he defended his title once in the full on black sweatshirt, yes. the gloves. Um, the- <laughs> I mean, this is this is the same company that uh, gave us uh, Tony Atlas's Saba Simba. So, oh, what man. the fuck do you expect from Vince McMahon? Yeah, and a, and a Samoan guy uh, playing a Japanese guy for the better part of. I don't know how long was Yokozuna around. How long did that last? Which, to be Too fair, long? can he, we just say that he killed it in the role? No doubt, Yokozuna is a classic. True. But should he have been but... a Japanese wrestler? Probably not. Uh, don't forget yeah. about the uh, the one man gang becoming King Akeem, the African Dream, the African Dream. <laughs> oh, where are you, where are you from, Akeem? <laughs> I give you one guess, and the answer is not Africa. It's not Africa. It's probably Milwaukee. Uh, I'm looking it up. If it's fucking Milwaukee, I'm done. Hunter, what do you got this uh, week? Oh, man. Uh, Mine is going to be much more tame. I even told you before we went on, I didn't have anything specific that just... uh, that just drove me, you know, nuts when it to to wrestling this week. I will Damn, say... For the record, for is... the record, South Carolina. Fuck. 
but you were you were close but he was not like geographically but they're very similar vibes this, this motherfucker was billed at one time from deepest darkest africa oh God yeah it. yeah damn literally literally <laughs> uh, my mine is uh it's just gonna be on it's one of those things that no one can do anything about but i do still hate it i hate those career derailing injuries or those ones that, that hit at a time that just could not be, you know, more unfortunate. We're currently seeing guys come back from those sorts of things. Uh, it's rumored and it may have already happened at this point. I don't know that Kenny Omega is coming back to um, AEW tonight that he's going to be the young bucks trios partner for the trios title tournament. Right. Uh, CM Punk just came back. Was that last week? Last, it was last week. week, two weeks yeah. ago. It was very soon yeah. or very recent. Um, already set now that the all-out main event is going to be the, the reunification of the, the AEW title. So Punk and Moxley, that's awesome. Um, but as as he giveth, you know, <laughs> he also taketh away. Uh, Chris Statlander is out for six to eight months now with a, a pretty wicked knee injury and she was one who was just on the cusp of really finally getting that it seems like statlander is always like seconds away from being the face of that that division of the women's division aew which again they kind of desperately need you and i've talked about this before outside of, of Britt baker it feels like no one carries any level of real import there including their um, champion thunder rosa Right. That's the most unfortunate one because Thunder Rosa is more well-known right now for, again, a great tag team name in Thunderstorm with her and Tony Storm. But it, it that's so, like, beside the point. I mean, she's the AEW Women's Champion. She right. should be the focal point. Yes. And it still doesn't feel like she is. Right. Um, Statlander, again, is to me has felt like since the second she showed up uh teamed with orange cassidy did the kind of the comedy stuff there but then they turned her very serious is always just right there about to break out and then it doesn't happen um and this is this is going to derail that in a big way uh apparently she completely tore her acl uh had some impaction fractures and a couple of other things it was during a a, a match on dark on aew dark um so and- and she there was that. really finally getting a spotlight shown on her because, like, when I first saw Chris Statlander, she was the alien. Like, her gimmick was she was an right. alien, and I thought that was stupid yeah. as hell. Um, sure. So yeah. now she's being taken more seriously. She's got this real shot at being a big star, and then this happens. Yep. Yeah, again, we're getting a lot of, of massive returns right now from AEW's mostly being injury-based to WWE having, you know, guys coming back into the fold now that Triple H is in charge. But, yeah. like I said, stuff like that just it, it brings the brings the mood down all the way around. we got Cody Rhodes still out. I, I keep seeing speculation on who's going to take Roman Reigns out or who's going to be the next, you know, big star under Triple H's regime. And then people will bring up Cody Rhodes. And, it, you know, we like to think, oh, these kind of things won't completely ruin him. People bring up Cody Rhodes and I go, oh, yeah, Cody did come back to WWE, didn't he? Like, I've, I've forgotten that quickly. He, right. he was at WrestleMania. They had the huge thing with him and Rollins at the Hell in a Cell uh, with the huge torn pec bruise and all that. And then, I mean, it, the wrestling world moves so fast and at such a rapid pace well, especially that when, it's so easy to just lose track of people. Especially when, you know, after Cody Rhodes left, that's when the Vince McMahon scandals hit and all that stuff. So right. it, it's so easy to go, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Which is a right. shame because Cody had such an epic, you know, return, and yeah. uh, Cody Rhodes is so good on so many levels. I can't wait for him to come back. But yeah, really unfortunate. It sucks to be human and to have human bodies, yes. and and they break yeah. and they tear. I myself, like just between me and you, just between us, um, I, I know I'm yeah. wrestling. Nobody else is. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm wrestling. <laughs> I'm wrestling in September. I know I'm wrestling in September. 
Um, right. I may be wrestling in August. I don't know, but I'm definitely wrestling in September. And I have been struggling with an injury myself. I've got a an arm injury that is finally starting to get better. But there was uh, it was after the match I had with Osby and Dalton and uh, Kevin Cade, and it was my own fault. I think I heard it when Kevin Cade did a spine buster on me, and I took it the wrong way. I, I shifted when I shouldn't. I put my arm down. Um, but it didn't hurt for like two weeks after that. And then all of a sudden it started to hurt, but it hurt to the point that like, I could not lift my arm above my head. It was so bad. It's getting better now, but it's just the fact that, you know, sometimes, especially wrestlers, we are reminded that we are human and even the smallest things can, you can have a guy go out there and I mean, you've seen Kevin Nash, Terrace quad stepping, sure, stepping. Yeah. So, I mean, not that he's a regular wrestler to bring it full circle. Vince McMahon slid into the ring and tore them both right. simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these, these things just, they happen. They come out of nowhere. Um, and again, sometimes they're just, they're, sometimes it happens and it's never good timing to get an injury, but sometimes you can use it to your advantage to use triple H as an example for the, the torn uh, quad when he left. Sure. You know, everyone thought, oh, this is going to be horrible because here we got this invasion angle. Well, it turns out it was better that he wasn't tainted by that thing anyway because the yeah. angle itself was bad. Yeah. And then when he came back, it was the biggest pop of his career. He, yeah. he blew out of the, the, you know, blew the arena out with that the leather jacket and the denim vest mm-hmm. and all that and coming back, you know, about three times bigger than he used to be. Um, but, you know, sometimes you can you can take that and make it into something and you just kind of have to keep your fingers crossed for those people like uh, Cody Rhodes, like Chris Statlander, who are out now and trying to, you know, figure out, well, where do I fit in when I come back? What happens next? And I have no doubt that when Cody Rhodes especially, and I think Chris Statlander too, but when Cody Rhodes comes back, it is going to be such an insane you know yes. reaction like oh the, yeah he's already positioned himself to be a megastar when he comes back so yeah yeah but yeah man well and especially stuff. now you remember like you said i mean he left he left just before everything kicked off with he 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 came back under vince mcmahon's mm. umbrella still yeah. and when he got injured all that stuff has been happening in the in the uh the not background H. but at the same time yeah, yeah. So when he comes back, it's going to be a very different landscape, a very different group of people who are at the top. And, yeah, I'm curious to see where he, where he fits into that. I don't think he'll be smashing any thrones with hammers anytime soon. I don't know, man. Uh, but I, I think Triple H, <laughs> I think the way Triple H is, I could see I could see Triple H pushing Cody Rhodes even harder. Yeah. Because yeah. Cody that's has true. said multiple times that Triple H is one of his idols and inspirations. Yeah. And that's why he broke the throne. You know, it was right. uh, almost like an homage. So yeah. I, I could see Cody Rhodes getting pushed to the moon. Um, but speaking of Triple H, we, we have a lot of positive, hey, look, WWE is kind of fun again type things we just want to mention here. It's going to be a short show, but we want to talk about some of the things yep. that make us happy. I do want to say this. I just saw, and this was a foregone conclusion. I don't think anyone had any doubts about this. But Take-Two Interactive announced that 2K23 will be out next year. Um, you, you had to figure it would be because 22 had a great reaction. Dalton and I both played it quite a bit and loved it we both gave it glowing reviews it was the most fun i've had playing a wrestling game in a long time so i'm excited to see what they do with 23 don't fuck it up 23 feels like if if the gameplay is good the way that you guys talked about it and it can you know hopefully be much closer to being up to date than what the past few <laughs> have by the time they come out that might be the one i could jump in on because i feel like maybe they won't be doing the crazy budget cuts right. and, and well, you know again different direction for the company so so it's kind of funny someone said on reddit they're like you know with triple h bringing all these guys back that were gone the 2k22 roster is actually going to be up to date finally <laughs> now it's working out <laughs> they're working out because he's bringing them all back yeah <laughs> um but I, I can't wait for it i thought 22 was really good and the one big thing like i i want cody rhodes and wwe in the game right. 
and we're gonna have him. You know, he's our, he's almost guaranteed to be the cover star for two K twenty three. Um, I'm I'm excited for it. And yeah. you, you also have AEW's game is coming out this year, and I'm gonna pick it up Fight too. Forever. Yeah, but man, have you seen some of that shit from that game? Because it's looking real weird. Have you seen the mini games? Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's like they crammed a whole Mario Party into it, and <laughs> I, and I know I'm already sounding like like low key about it. I don't know. That could be cool. It could yeah. be fun. Maybe it'd be nice to have something a little extra. It's very much an arcadey type right. game. Yeah. Like it's meant to be kind of the the old No Mercy style, um, not fully simulated grappling type. Uh, stuff and and that's that's cool. I mean that that very much fits the AEW mold. Like they're catering to a very specific audience. Uh, and again, I've I've fit into that audience, so I'm not mad about it. But I I do I I don't know. I guess my my take on it right now is that it feels like they're approaching the game the same way they're approaching the TV, which is we're not really directly competing with you guys. We're just an alternative. Right. We're just something that people who are fed up with your product can come to us and do. The 2K series has taken WWE closer and closer to simulation style. I mean, it's branded as a sports game now. It's sold as a sports game. Which I like. Uh, with the yearly updates, yeah. yeah. These guys are, are you know, given their... their name or their game a, a different name a different title kind of like the old school wwe games um again the the action is very like fast and furious and very uh, over the top and wwe has tried that a few times in the past few years to varying degrees of success now let me rephrase that to varying degrees of failure yeah because they they either kind of don't do well or they just tank completely that battlegrounds um, game um boy that thing was, i was it sure <laughs> it's it's the thing we were talking about yesterday I mean, instead of sports movies it's just a sports games one of the sports <laughs> games of all time it's definitely one of the ones that exists i was so disappointed in that Ugh. game i was so excited for it and then i saw the graphics and i remember talking to you know you and dalton and asa yeah. and being like you know man something about these <clears throat> graphics bother me the way the women look they look like gnomes i don't like it and then, <laughs> and then they came out with it and it was just weird everybody had you know, the same move set i i didn't care for it we, we haven't talked about that game in a long time um but i had the the most random off the wall thought a while back ago about it because somebody mentioned it in a subreddit somewhere squared circle probably um and I wish I, I don't think I brought this to you guys' attention at that time, but I wish I had. You know, the one, and I, I'm going to say simple, though it's not really that simple. The one thing that probably would have fixed that game and at least made it like a little more tolerable and probably sold well, instead of the characters that they went with, the kind of like, like midgetized, like oversized heads, chibi type wrestlers, get a licensing uh, branding deal with Funko and make them po- Funko Pops. Ooh. Make a Funko Pop wrestling game. Yeah. I could see that. Fixed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Same gameplay. You don't have to yeah. really change much about it. Because, I mean, I, from what I understood, people kind of like the gameplay, all right. But it, it just looked weird. Like you said, the, the, the graphics weird weren't necessarily style, yeah. bad, but the style was a yeah. weird choice. License it up with Funko Pop. They make games anyway. They made that Gears of War thing that they did, that mobile game. That would have been do that. a much better idea than what they did because the graphics were... And they already have those. Yeah. Like, there are WWE Pops already anyway. Yeah, the graphics... Pop finals, I should say. Battlegrounds was unique looking, but not in a good way. Like, it was that kind of right. ugly that just makes you go, ugh, like, why did they choose mm-hmm. this art style for the game? Um, yeah. What I like about... What is AEW? Is it Fight Forever? That's AEW's game? Fight Forever, Yeah. What I like about this is, you know, you and your wife um, and me, and if I ever met anybody that liked me enough to want to spend time with me outside of a professional setting, was, you know, you could get your wrestling in 
And then you could also have a fun mini game thing that, you know, your wife like a is party a party game. Yeah, she's she would love to play a party game. We could all play party games sure. together. So you've got the yeah. best of both worlds. That could be a good idea. And I know a lot of people are yeah. hating on the mini games because they're like, why put this in the game? And I get the frustration is, you know, if you're taking the time to put this in the game, that's time you could have spent, you know, doing something else, new match types, sure. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But you have to remember that, like, you know, these companies especially are catering to a wide audience. As a, one criticism we've had of AEW since the beginning is that they are very much advertising to a niche market. They're, they're advertising sure. to their people. So yep. it's good to see them branching out and trying to get more people involved. The more people we have loving AEW, the better. The better ratings, the better sales, the better the wrestling is going to be. So I, yeah. am, I am personally excited for this. I am excited to play Fight Forever. Yeah. And I'm kind of excited for the – that home run derby looks like a lot of fun. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> they are they are in their, their niche, and I'll put it this way, and it's going to sound like an indictment, but I mean it as an endorsement. Um Let's assume that I was going to get the next two games from each company, 2K23 and almost said 2K13. This is where I'm living. 2K23 and Fight Forever. I'm getting 2K23 on the Xbox, right? I'm getting it, you know, the the best possible graphical resolution I can get, all of us playing together, et cetera, et cetera, all of the great download stuff in the creation suite. I'm getting Fight Forever on the Switch. Yep. Yep. I want that on the go. I want to be able to pop it out and play it whenever I want. I want to be able to throw it on the TV when we have a party out on yep. the deck so everybody can play simultaneously, play some home run derby, you know, mess around with it a little bit before I go to bed. <laughs> like, that's that's the kind of game it looks like to me right now. Yeah, that's what I got Battlegrounds on was the Switch because I'm like, same yep. exact thought. I could take this wherever I go. Here's a fun right. wrestling game on the go. The problem was is that game was just so lackluster in so many different aspects. You know, everyone right. had the same moveset except for their finisher. Um, it was yeah. just, it was very very bare bones i think i think the other and 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 i don't want to harp on this all night but the other like minor idea i had to fix that and i'm I'm sure i was not the first one that had this um it wouldn't solve the graphical issues but that game probably should have been free to play yes like the way that it came across just just make the game available to everybody lock the roster down to about you know five or six people that you can play for free and then you unlock just do it like with uh, you know we've been playing Rogue Company uh, lately. Same idea, you know, oh, rotate universe. people in and out. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, mul- multiverses. Um, yeah, same sorry. deal. You can buy people with the the uh, you know currency that you earn, or you can pay cash for them, or which, whatever. Speaking of which, motherfucker, these motherfuckers. Let me tell you some real quick. So this this <laughs> DC multiverse, or this Warner Brothers multiverses has been right. advertising. And this, this is a fighting game. This is a wrestling show. It counts. It counts. Shut up. This is. <laughs> Well, Black Adam's <laughs> going to be in there, and The Rock's playing him, so there, there's, right, there's your title. That, that counts. Uh, but they also, keep, shut up. They've been advertising this. <laughs> it's even on the splash screen. It shows Black Adam and Stripe from Gremlins. Yes. And then, and then today there was an update to the game, and season one begins. I'm like, oh, fucking sweet. I'm definitely buying Stripe as soon as he's available. They're still not available. Yeah. They're still not in the no, game. No, of course not. Stop teasing me. <laughs> For fuck's sake. You heard you heard who the latest like round of teased characters is, right? No. Beetlejuice no. oh. is one, which, yeah, that's going to be really hard for me to not want to get a chance right. to play as Beetlejuice in a fighting game. And the Wicked Witch of the West from The Wizard of Oz, because Warner Brothers owns the rights to yeah. The Wizard of Oz. I'm yeah. saying, man, I'm saying this has the potential to be like Smash Brothers for adults, kind of. People that remember Bugs Bunny, yeah. people that remember. This is like, yeah, the, but anyway, wrestling well, too. Some, somewhere right now, Jesse just had a thought that crossed his head and he just heard the phrase like, it was like it was whispered, hitbox. And he was like, oh, they're bad. <laughs> hitboxes are bad. Why am I thinking about multiverses? 
Which one of my friends is talking about multiverses right now? I should be thinking about my wedding and why Shannon still hasn't bought this suit. Anyway. (laughs) You don't have to rent it, man. Just rent one. Rent it sucks. That's not a bad idea. Where do you even do that anymore, actually? Because I used to get all my stuff from Men's Warehouse in Cape, and they closed down. Oh, shit, did they? Yeah, Men's Warehouse has been out of business for just like two years. I bought a suit there a couple of years ago when I was looking into ring announcing, actually, before Caleb started doing it for CCW. Uh, and, and then like I got it tailored and everything picked it up. We came down a month later, they were gone. So I think, beat, the, uh, beat them to the punch on that one. I think Jesse would be fine with me just showing up in like a white t-shirt and a bu- my bubble vest and, uh, <laughs> and some yeah. jeans. I'm not getting yeah. married to the motherfucker. I'm not even the best right. man. I'm just standing there. Right. Look, I performed a wedding earlier I this year. I didn't do I didn't do fucking <laughs> shit. I didn't marry shit. Okay. <laughs> This world's so. <laughs> I I married. Uh, so for the, those of you that don't know, for you wrestling fans and CCW fans, I actually performed the ceremony. I married Justin Smart, who's Justin the Juice Smart, and Mandy Kennedy, our our videographer. So, um, fuck you, Jesse. I already put my time in at weddings. You're lucky if I come at all. I'm not your best man. Why do I give a shit? Anyway, <laughs> congratulations to you and Shelby. I'm very happy for you. Yes. Um. Otherwise, and also happy birthday and happy birthday, Shelby. Uh, right. Triple H has been doing some great things on Raw. I know AEW yeah. has some stuff going on right now. They've got possibly Kenny Omega coming back tonight. You know, they've got House of the it's House of the Dragon, I think is what it's called. The the big tie-in yeah. show to Yeah, they're tying in the HBO deal. Mm-hmm. Which is cool yeah. because they need something to combat oh, all this richness. They had Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on they tonight to, to tie in with that, which I thought was like the most obvious. And yet at the same time, I never thought of it idea. That was kind of right. cool. He was the guest ring in there. Or, uh, uh, timekeeper, I think for he's, for uh, Danielson and Garcia. Garcia, he's also really yeah. cool. I met Ricky Steamboat at a Stride show years ago. We talked backstage. Yeah. One of the nicest dudes in the world. I think I got a picture with him. I'm pretty sure. Point is, yeah, uh, it's hard for AEW right now. I never thought AEW would be the the nerd, the uncool kid in the room. But WWE right now is the popular kid. I mean, they are absolutely right. killing it. And we don't have a lot of time left because we said we were going to do a short show. And we just kind of had some fun and talked. We just want to talk about wrestling a little sure. bit. Sure. Yeah. But I do want to mention how much I've enjoyed watching Monday Night Raw lately. And maybe yeah. I should watch more AEW and I'll enjoy it more too. But I have seriously had so much fun watching Raw the past two weeks. And this Raw in particular had what I thought was one of the str- – I just wanted to mention it before we get out of here, um, and anything you want to mention too uh, as well, obviously. One of the no. s- strongest segments I've ever seen in professional wrestling in the Kevin Owens-Drew McIntyre promo, followed up by literally one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. Drew McIntyre versus Kevin Owens was an absolute banger, spoiled only by the fact that it was a DQ finish, which made sense story-wise, but still kind of right. sucked because you wanted to see somebody win. Well, and it also makes sense in the if you take into account that neither one of those guys needs to be losing a match right now, even to each other. Right. They are desperately trying to rebuild Kevin Owens. I mean, Owens Price has always fighter. been one of Triple H's guys, yeah. and they really want him built back up uh, as a major player on the show. Drew McIntyre was already on that trajectory, but is really getting a nice little fire lit under him uh, heading into this, yeah. this clash in the, at the Castle deal um, to the point that I think – and, and this is just to add on to what you were talking about. One of my favorite things about watching uh, this evolution, no pun intended, of what Triple H is doing with WWE now is how much emphasis is being put on just believability, credibility, and and just a sense of, of gravitas to everything. So 
people are starting to be made to feel like important contenders for everything again. That's yep. old Attitude Era stuff. Triple yes. H came up in that. He wasn't in charge then. But you remember watching Raw in the, again, when we've said it, when people say they want the Attitude Era back, what they really mean is they want characters they care about. Everybody's important. Back then, everybody was important. Everyone was a contender. No matter who it was, if they were facing somebody for a title, you thought, oh, that guy's got a shot. Yeah. Whether it's because he's you know strong enough to do it, smart enough to sneak around and figure it out, or he's got enough backup that they can just roll over him and help him win it. Um, that was always fun to watch, and it feels like we're getting more of that now. The other part of that is that you actually see them going for things they give a crap about. In one show, he did so much with those vignettes about the United States oh, title, absolutely. and then he continued to do them over you know weeks leading up uh, after that to the match between Champa and Bobby Lashley, now the one with Lashley and AJ, also uh, which was also a great match yeah. on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Intercontinental title, we're starting to see more of that. Gunther defending. Shinsuke. Uh, Fantastic match. That was a great yeah. match. Uh, Ricochet has already said he wants to go back into contention for that belt, mm-hmm. which would be great now that the, the shackles are off of him a little bit too. The handcuffs are broken. Um, I just I just really like and this is this is probably the sum- summation of what I love about what's happening with this right now. Not just it's not as easy as just Triple H is in charge and that's it, right? It's again, somebody behind a brand who gives a crap. And wants you to give a crap too about everything that's happening, about yes, every character, absolutely. about every title, even if they're people you don't really like it, even connect with personally. Like you at least take them seriously, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, people that you know up until now have been jokes. Dana Brooke, even I know she didn't have a great yeah. showing on Raw, but like they're all being treated with the respect that they are actual wrestlers. I mean, even yes. Drew McIntyre said in his freaking promo, you know, we're both we're both wrestlers. We're in a freaking, we're freaking wrestling wrestlers ring. in a wrestling ring. Let's, Let's wrestle. wrestle. Yeah, yeah. It's so simple. And to hear Jim Cornette yes. talk about it, you know, Cornette, you know, for the most part agrees with it, and he's one of those old school wrestling guys. I think Triple H has the has the real capability of merging that old school wrestling mentality of people like Jim Cornette with the stuff that Jim Cornette sucks at and is stupid um you know <laughs> kind of bringing it to a new right. era I'm, I'm yeah. very excited about it but at the same time you also have stuff that is silly that I thought was entertaining and I'm glad they didn't finish off like Ezekiel I right. after Ezekiel was I think you mean Ezekiel's dad <laughs> <laughs> what was his name like Ernie I think or yeah it was like Ernie Jr. or something like that. Oh my that. god. So so if, yeah. If you tell missed the it, story. Well, if you missed it on <laughs> Raw. So Kevin Owens obliterated Ezekiel last week and we thought, well, that's the right. end of Ezekiel. Triple H must not that's like it. him. That's it. Triple H must have thought that that was a dumb angle. Because, I mean, we always kind of went back and forth, too, on this right. is stupid versus, all this right, is this brilliant. is pretty funny and yeah. I can put up with it, you know. I think, to be fair, a lot of that was just like there was so much crap on the show mm. that we would settle for, like, at least this is funny. I'll right. take that. And it's still funny because on Raw they had, yes. a, <laughs> had a picture of Ezekiel in the hospital with his neck brace. He's attraction. He's attraction. Surrounded, surrounded by his family who are all played by you know Elias. Basically, <laughs> it's the nutty yeah. professor. Basically, it's the nutty professor. And they did an Here's... interview with his dad, where his dad said, "Don't ever get my hands on that Kevin Owens." It's so fucking <laughs> stupid, but it's still funny. And here's what I love about that. When when this all first started, one of the main people they sent after Ezekiel was Kevin Owens, right? Yeah. Because Owens wasn't doing anything. And to be fair, it's Kevin Owens, so he killed it. He took it and ran with it, it and, and made funny. it out like it was driving yeah. him crazy. Because he did a lot of fun comedy stuff with Jericho, too, back yeah. during the list of Jericho era and right. all that. Uh, but Kevin Owens under Triple H has always been, again, this killer, this mm-hmm. prize fighter. And I think what Triple H did masterfully there was separate the two of them. Yep. 
and send them both on to better things. Ezekiel needs to be dealing with guys who are kind of like on his sort of level. We're not taking him seriously as a contender right now because another thing you had a lot during the Attitude Era was comedy guys who were great for those mid-card titles. And not necessarily Crash let me retract the term um, comedy, but like, yeah, guys who had very specific gimmicks. And, then, yeah. you know, people look back on that and say, well, that guy's never going to be a world champion. Well, that's okay. It's still a show. We all know that not everybody is going to be right there all the time, but at least when they're contenders, they're fun to watch in some form or fashion. Ezekiel could be that guy down the line. You could see him get knocked under the ring and come back as like five or six different people he's, and that he's, would be hilarious he's kind of shown it in the past couple weeks you know he had a great match with seth rollins where he looked like yes. a serious contender um right so yeah he can do everything and i still think you got money in a gimmick where you have elias come back for revenge down the line you know let him grow yeah. his beard out and shit but i don't know totally i thought it was i for the time being in terms of of comedy i think they were trying to spread him too far out and and have you know like a comedy guy with a serious guy dude Give me Ezekiel versus R-Truth every week, but every week it's a different guy, and R-Truth is like the only one who does not seem to understand that these are different people. He's the only one who buys it right. every single time. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping R-Truth, too, now that Triple H is in charge, can come back with a, a little semblance of ser- you know senior, uh, seriousness because he is such yeah. a good wrestler, and he's such a good character. He can- He can be the comedy goofy guy, but still be really good in the ring. That was another thing that was a really good uh, element of the Attitude Era. You remember talking Michinoku and Kai and Tai had what is now an extremely racist gimmick of the, you know, they were dubbed when they talked and all that stuff. Indeed. But Taka also had an incredible match with Triple H for the WWE title. I forget how he got it, but it was such a good match on SmackDown and Triple H made him look like a legitimate threat. And that was the best part about it. Sure. Their gimmick is comedy, but in the ring, they can still kick your ass. This was something AEW was doing really well in their early days with guys like orange Cassidy and the best friends and uh, all that stuff. And they still kind of do, but I, I don't know, man, it feels like the kind of thing that we were talking about earlier. When WWE starts doing it, everyone goes, Oh, that yeah. thing I can see much easier, you know, eight hours a week and for nine ninety nine a month. It, hmm. it almost makes you, it, and I don't want to say it because I don't think it's true entirely, but it almost makes you think that the only reason AEW was as good as it was was because WWE was so bad. And now that WWE has gotten... I don't think it's out of the question. It's gotten significantly better, and it's starting to show the cracks in the armor of AEW. And I think AEW can turn it around, I have no doubt, because you know I, I don't have a lot of faith in Tony Khan. I think he's good, he's not great, but... You know, he yeah. has a lot of people under him that are good. Sure. You know, the Punks, the Daniels, the the Regals, people mm-hmm. like that. So they could easily turn they're around. They're going to have to evolve. Footing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They, they they're going to have to evolve. Laurels. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we, we talked about this a little bit when we, I think when you and I first brought back PWU where it was just us. Um, it's still just us. We talked a little bit about, yes. <laughs> but, I mean, when we first did, we first it, did. it was then, but we still did, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, when we first started kind of doing this like we are now, AEW, something that we, we talked about pretty regularly was that they're they're a good company and they're doing a good show, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of criticism levied against them that, again, they cater to a very specific audience. They're not. It doesn't seem like they're trying to grow it, even though they say that they are. At the time, I remember saying, you know what, it's not a big deal. They're probably the best wrestling in the world right now in terms of televised stuff. It's worth watching every week. It's more consistently good than WWE ever is. It's going to be okay. Now the panic button is is has got to be starting to get depressed at this point. Somebody's pushing it down a little bit because 
we're we're getting to that point where okay, now somebody else is in charge of WWE. Nobody really thought that was going to happen for years now, barring some fatal accident with Vince McMahon, uh, and and then that happened. And only it was fatal to his career and not his you know health. Now they are going to have to make some moves and make them quickly. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I don't know if Tony Khan's the guy to do that. He's a great money guy, and I think he's got something he up ahead for business. business yeah. But he's he's going to have to get he's going to have to lean on that incredible pool of talent that he's got. Like he said, all those people that have been in the business for as long as they have. Um, what I hope doesn't happen, though, what you what you were just talking about, is he doesn't. We we have often compared AEW to uh, WCW in its heyday. Mm-hmm. What I don't want to happen is it to follow the exact same trajectory where they looked at guys like Hogan, Nash, Hall, and went, hey, what should we do? And those guys went, well, give us a million dollars and let us do whatever we want and it'll be fine. Which is is crazy because if you remember, (laughs) AEW was founded on the backs of the elite. It was founded on the backs of Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, people like that. And now are they going to go back to the well? Because they specifically took them off of their duties because of the way things were going. Do you give it back to them now and go, oh, right. we, we have lost the magic that made us unique. Please make us unique again. Because Kevin yeah. or Kevin Owens, Kenny Omega uh, allegedly only has about six months left on his contract. What's to right. stop Kenny Omega from going to WWE and being... Especially now. Right. The biggest star. I know they've made they made offers to him in the past and he turned them down. And I don't remember if he said specifically why, but you've got to imagine part of it was, I don't want to work for Vince McMahon. Right. I don't want him in my ear. I don't want him taking what's special about me. Yep. I don't want him chaining me down and handcuffing me. Um, you know, what are, what are the chances that I get into NXT? Is it just going to be for NXT? Well, now you've got Triple H who's basically running WWE the same way he did NXT at its height at the black mm-hmm. and gold era. Yeah. Um, that's a very different universe and that's, with a lot of money to throw around. And that's after Cody Rhodes came back like a hero and is the biggest yes. star going. Yeah. It's a whole new world and you have to feel that, and especially if you're Kenny Omega and you're in a land where you used to be the big fish in a tiny pond. But now you've got yeah. guys like CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, uh, John sure. Moxley, Chris Jericho, even guys like Christian, who right. we see on a on a weekly basis now. You know, not to de- to be derogatory against Christian or anything, but that's still a pretty big deal as compared to to him. Imagine this. Let me let me put something out there as we close this thing out. Not to not to cut us short or anything. No, but that's we're going fine. Long anyway. Um, <laughs> A few years ago at WrestleMania, one of the, one of the main event matches because it was for the WWE title was AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, and that was a huge deal because of course NJPW had run that. It was NJPW, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay, they had run that massive main event, you know, years before it. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom, Kingdom I think yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah, and it was this incredible match, one of the greatest matches of all time. <laughs> and then it not, happened at WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> it happened at WrestleMania, and it, it wasn't as good a match because it was a WWE match. It in was that, about you know, ball time punching. Frame. Yeah, but it was still a big fucking deal that these guys were facing each other at WrestleMania. Imagine what happens if down the line we get Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega, but at WrestleMania. Under the WWE banner. Or, you know, and, and to not just say that obvious match there, but like Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns. Kenny Omega right. versus yeah. Cody Rhodes. Um, it, it's, I just said that, but okay, yes. No, I meant, no, that's not what I said. You misheard me. I said Kenny Omega versus um, Help. Drew McIntyre, I don't know. Kevin I said, Owens. I said Cody Rhodes, and I apologize for that. Um Imagine if we got Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega. No way, I got you one better. Kenny Omega versus Cody versus Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Um, Damn, I wish I'd thought of that. He's also going to be in the land of like the New Day. You know, him and Xavier Woods have had this thing right. for years. 
Mm-hmm. It's a whole new yeah. world of professional wrestling, and I have not been this excited about wrestling in a long time. That's the important thing. That's the best part. And people yes, I know absolutely. that aren't excited about it. You know, I've got coworkers and people that I've kind of talked about wrestling to before, and now I've found out in the past couple of weeks they've been watching wrestling because they're also excited about what's going on with Vince McMahon leaving and WWE. So yeah. it's it's a whole – this could be the ushering in of a new era of professional wrestling, and I'm for it, man. I'm for it. And absolutely. I want everyone to succeed. I want everyone to do well. Um, I'm just excited. So Yeah. All right. Totally. Let's, let's finish it up there. Hunter, Let's do it. You said we don't have anything to talk about this week. We went 45 minutes of incredible and then we, talk. And then we did. We right. have said it more than once, and I'm going to say it again because if you listen to the show, you know it already. Uh, it was uh, it, at the beginning of the, the Podzilla 1985 era, seven years ago now, if I remember correctly seven at plus, this point. Yeah. Um, we, we had PWU only, it wasn't called that. And then it was eventually called that. And it was the flagship show. We called it the flagship show of the network because it was the first thing that we ever did. And then it went through some evolutions and some changes and it's kind of always been there even when it wasn't there. And currently I have said it before. And I'll say it again. It is sneakily stealthily the best show on the network. It's the, to us the every tri- week. It's the triple H era of pro wrestling. It's great. Yes. Back. All right. <laughs> That's uh that's gonna do it for us tonight. We're gonna be back tomorrow with an all new uh after dark. Lindsay after got dark. Some, some fun stuff planned for us. Quick stuff too, because she's yeah. gonna be up at like five in the morning. Oh um, yeah. Gross. Yeah. But until then, we're gonna get out of here. For myself, for double H, don't forget uh tickets on sale right now for CCW Inferno, capewrestling.com slash uh, tickets. Don't forget about that. That's on the twenty seventh. Big show, can't say too much about it, but you're gonna wanna be there. Big big show. Carrie and Cross, Scarlet's gonna be there, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Anyway, for myself, for double H, we'll see you guys next week. And uh until then, Hunter, please take us out. Five finger death punches and music God for divorced cops. Later. Damn it.